What is up, everyone? How are you? Uh, you are listening to a mini episode of In Love With The Process. I'm your host, Mike Petchy. What's going on? Hold on. I adjust my headphone volume. There we go. Started you out with some devil's groove, devil's brood, grood. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> devil's groove, Michael. Um, yeah. Uh, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Let me fade this out because I'm doing this all live today. Um, so I wanted to take a moment on our second episode of the week, that extra content that you guys don't pay for. You remember? Uh, wanted to come on and do kind of a newish segment thing. Um, we'll see if it sticks. Um, but I'm getting these questions from you guys on my Instagram account, at Mike Petchy on Instagram, by the way. I'm getting questions from you guys about recipes. You guys are always asking, what are your recipes? Your food that you're making looks really great. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, you guys want recipes, right? Let's just get to it. So barbecue season's on the way. Um, I figured that uh, we do a little segment that is just a recipe segment where I'll teach you guys or I'll give you guys the the tools you need to make a specific dish and I'll do my hits, right? We'll do the hits first. And uh, these are dishes that uh, I guarantee you, if you get about 60% there on them, um, you will have people uh, creaming in their pants <laughs> for them. Uh, and the recipe that I'm going to give you guys today um, is one that I put together uh, by watching and, and learning from other people. Uh, yes, I did see some videos online that uh, talked about specific techniques, i.e. what temperature you should be smoking things at. Um, but then I've also spent my years of experience with my parents and my uncles that would make foods and uh, their sort of techniques. And so it's this weird collection of uh, sources that came up with this recipe, okay? And bear with me as I plow through this recipe episode because I've already done an episode today and I feel like my tongue is moving 15 frames too slow for my brain. So uh, what are we going to do? Let's talk about the smoked wings. You guys have seen me post these things. This is Gina. Yeah. Is this your favorite recipe that I do? Yeah. Why? Because it tastes the best. This is your favorite recipe. And how do you like the wings? Do you like them spicy or do you like them sweet? Or do you like the combination? Both. Okay. See? You'll get that kind of enthusiasm when you cook for people. <laughs> using, using this recipe. So here's the move. If you're going to do a barbecue um, and you want to do something that doesn't require a ton of time, uh, that requires great results, I suggest you smoke some chicken wings. And um, you could do this if you are a vegan or vegetarian. You could also do this with oyster mushrooms. And that would kind of work the same way. Okay? A little bit different, but kind of work the same way. So let's talk about the chicken wings. This is a great recipe if you're having a bunch of people over. This is a great recipe if you're just doing a party with finger food. This is a great recipe to have in the interim between the main courses of a barbecue meal. So let's say that you are smoking ribs. Uh, maybe you're doing, maybe you're gone on the crazy adventure of doing a brisket. Um, but there's just a gap in between and you have folks that are coming over. And this is something that we deal with out here in Los Angeles all the time. We tell people that a barbecue is happening at a specific time and they automatically come 40 minutes too late. So if you're planning to do your main course on any sort of time schedule with people that come fucking late to barbecues, um, it's very difficult to make sure that the meal stays hot, that the meat stays at the right consistency, all those sorts of things. So I like to do wings because wings are super fast um, and you can fill that time. You can actually make up for a bunch of those late fucking assholes that come in and screw up your entire schedule. So how to do wings. First tip, buying your chicken wings. I know what we're all thinking. We're living in a world where everything should be organic, that it should be untreated, 
that it should be farm-raised, that the chicken wing should be tucked in at night before they go to bed. I get it. I firmly believe that with a lot of my foods. But let me preface this by saying I've attempted to do these wings with the farm-raised, no hormones, super healthy wings. Maybe you get them from like Whole Foods, and there just isn't enough meat on them. There's not enough fat in them. There's not enough Arnold Schwarzenegger juice, whatever it is that they put in party wings. Um, and so what happens is they dry out. They dry out really quickly if you're using a smoker, and they don't have the same bite. They don't have the same flavor profile. So if you're trying to make a meal that is going to make you feel better about the world, and if you're trying to do a meal for your conscious, then you probably don't want to do this one. But if you're trying to do a meal that tastes really great, uh, that provides really great results, then it's this is a cheat day meal. You're allowed to cheat with this chicken wing recipe. I go buy family packs of chicken wings, full wings, um, from whatever grocery store has them on sale. We have a Smart and Final, I think is what it is down the street. Um, and they have really good uh, family packs. And Meat and wings are pretty expensive right now. Everything's expensive because of inflation. Um, but you go, you pick up a family pack. Um, I think you get at least 24 wings that you're then going to cut up. You're going to split them into drumettes and flats. Um, so that gives you a lot of food content. I just did a big party for, oh, at least 20. We were at like 40 people. And I did four packages of family the four four packages of the family pack of wings. I did that amount for that many people, and they went fucking quick. On your birthday, those wings were gone immediately, right? Yeah. Yeah, they went quick. Um, this is like the Muppet show in here. I just reached back to the Muppet on the balcony. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably mad at me now. Um, so, so anyway, you go pick up family pack of wings, Maybe one, maybe two, depending upon how many people you have. Make sure you have a gallon size Ziploc bag or uh, a glass or uh, uh, Rubbermaid Tupperware container that will fit all the wings in comfortably because we're going to marinate them. Before we do marinate them, I like to get them. I like to split them. It's super easy to split a full wing into uh, flats and drumettes. And Ask yourself this question, which person are you? Are you a flats person or are you a drumettes person? Gina and I get along so well as a couple is because we like the opposite wings. She really likes the flats, and I like the flats too, but I also like having a girlfriend that's happy, so she gets most of the flats. And I get the drumettes because I enjoy those chewy little nuggets that are on the edges of them. I get that from my dad. So get the wings, spread out the wing. What I usually use is uh, I use one of my this is a plug for them. I use one of my Dale Strong knives. I actually have the really sweet cleaver. Get yourself a really sharp knife. Um, the cleaver is great because it's, I've got some weight to it. So if I'm trying to get those wing tips off, I could just karate chop through them super easy. Uh, but you don't need to. There are joints that you can find by folding the wing out. You start to slice slow, slowly. You find that ball joint and you just run the knife through it. Super easy to do. So you split your wings up, toss them into a Ziploc bag. Now here's the ingredient. <laughs> There's a famous story about this uh, within our group. This is the ingredient that threw a James Beard nominated chef for a loop. Okay. <laughs> so, so I was doing a production with this chef and uh, we did a uh, barbecue after we did the shoot. And most of the time, the chef does all the cooking. He was doing all the cooking for the shoot that we were doing. And so we were providing it afterwards, which was great. It's a good break for him. He could take it easy. I made him these wings. And he came to me afterwards and he went, these wings are amazing. How did you make them? And when I told him about this ingredient, he wanted to put his head through a wall. <laughs> so... <clears throat> There's an important ingredient. You take your wings, you split them up, throw them in a Ziploc bag, and then go buy the cheapest wishbone uh, grocery store brand. Maybe you'll get it for buck ninety nine 
bottle of Italian dressing. Now, in that Italian dressing, it has everything you need. It's got a little bit of vinegar. It's got a lot of sugar, probably a lot of corn syrup, all that stuff in there. All the ingredients, plus uh, usually has some garlic, usually has some onion. Um, so as I'm describing these ingredients to you, yes, you can take all of those ingredients on your own. You can go buy all these things individually, cut up an onion and put them into a bag. But you'll realize what a waste of time that is as we continue with the recipe. So by yourself, depending upon how many wings you have, I would use a bottle of the cheap shit per bag. So if you could fit all the wings that you have in one of those, I think it's a gallon size. Are they five? No, they're not five. It's a gallon. So you fit one into a gallon size Ziploc, fill it up with that Italian dressing. Then what I like to do is take whatever I got in the fridge, as far as a hot sauce is concerned, maybe it's some Cholula, maybe it's, uh, don't use Sriracha, like use a real hot sauce. Throws like, I'd say five tablespoons of that if you're going to measure it out, but just do it by eye, just so that you see the hot sauce swirling in the Italian dressing, right? There's just enough. Take most of the air out of the bag, seal it up, toss it around, Make sure those wings are bathing in that shit um, and throw it in the fridge, okay? I like to do this the night before. You don't need to wait this long. The wings will just taste better if you do. And essentially what this uh, is doing is it's it's marinating these wings. It's infusing them with uh, moisture um, that when you throw them on the smoker, uh, it helps them stay moist longer. Uh, although chicken wings being the dark meat, uh, there's a lot of leverage in there. So I sometimes will do it overnight if I if I thought ahead. But that being said, I've also had days where people come over and go, hey, I'd love you to, if you'd make some wings. Can we go to the grocery store and get some wings? And so I've even marinated for as little as 15 minutes and had it still be pretty good. Okay. So your wings have marinated. Let's talk about how you're going to cook these things. All right. Do you have a smoker? Now, I have a drum smoker. I have a Weber drum smoker. I've got the large one. I've got a 22-inch, which um, I bought that big because I'm usually cooking for large folks. Uh, you can get smaller versions of it. Um, I used to have an electric version of it, which I got from Home Depot. Here's a story about that, okay? So I had this electric version, which I used quite a few times. And I was doing a day where I wanted to make ribs. And I had a bunch of people coming over for ribs. And so I had prepped all my ribs. And right before we got started, it started to rain. Good news. I had a few quick up tents. I had some pop-up tents from production. So I set up the tents out back, stuck my smoker underneath the tents out back, plugged everything in, and then I threw in my ribs. And if you're doing baby back ribs. I'll do that as a whole other episode, but you do them on wrap for a certain period of time and then you wrap them. And there is this big battle amongst fucking uh, smoking nerds as to whether or not you're going to use tin foil or if you use butcher paper, who gives a fuck? I use tin foil because that's what I had. Okay. So wrap my ribs in tin foil, throw them in there. They're supposed to be in there for another two hours plus, right? I go take a shower, get ready for the people to come over, go downstairs, go to take a peek at the ribs. I take the first one out, stick it on the table, open it up, and the ribs are burnt. And it hasn't even been in there a certain amount of time. I'm like, well, what the fuck's going on? They're burnt. They're stuck to the, uh, to the, to the uh, tinfoil. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? And so I went to grab the other tinfoiled wrap ribs and I had my spatula and my metal tongs. And as I touched them, I, I connected the circuit and I electrocuted myself. <laughs> and so electricity ran through my entire body and uh, knocked me back. And for a half second, I thought to myself, wouldn't this be ironic? A bunch of people show up and I'm out here dead next to a smoker the ambulance shows up and they ask, what happened? And they go, he died. How? He was electrocuted. <laughs> barbecue. <laughs> so take that into consideration if you decide that you want to buy an electric smoker. 
They're great because the temperature stays on point, but all the leads and all the cables and all that stuff falls apart. And so obviously I had a broken circuit somewhere or a busted ground and the entire unit became electrified, thus burning the ribs inside the tinfoil. Crazy story, right? Think about that. I'll never use a fucking electric smoker again. So anyway, you traditionally, if you're getting a drum smoker, it's a charcoal-based smoker, right? So it's a drum, standing drum. It's got two shelves on it. Underneath on the bottom layer, you lay down charcoal, and that's where you put your wood chunks. Some people use wood chips. Um, and then it's the temperature is controlled by a series of vents that run around the outside of it. Very simple to use. If you're looking to get into smoking, I highly suggest it. If you're somebody that uh, doesn't want to babysit fire, doesn't want to babysit coals, and you have a lot of money, then maybe you can get your hands on one of those pellet smokers. Uh, a lot of people use them. A lot of people love them. I got shit for giving people shit for using them in my barbecue text group uh, because uh, I was being an asshole. And I was like, is barbecuing with pellets a real barbecuing? And I forgot that a lot of the people in that group are dudes with families and don't have time, like I do, to be sitting outside and drinking beers and staring at coals and making sure that they get hot. So, look, I learned that day. <laughs> I learned the lesson. <laughs> so, if you're going to get a smoker, I suggest that. Uh, you could also get um, one of the uh, the side-fueled smokers, the traditional ones, which has a little firebox off on the side. You burn down wood, you shovel those coals in closer, and then uh, the smoke runs through the, the side of the box. The problem with a lot of those side smokers that you get out of Home Depot is that they're terribly built. The All of the seams are not properly insulated. Um, so if you actually put on Predator Vision and looked at one of those smokers, you'd see all of the heat escaping from all the seams and all of the hinges and everything else. So um, they're very unreliable. They look like one of the great side smokers. And you can get, there's a bunch of smoking companies that I follow. You can get really nice ones. They're just very fucking expensive. So the drum smokers from Weber, and they do not sponsor the show. Weber, if you're listening, you should be sponsoring the show. Um, those ones hold the heat really well. I can heat up a basket of coals and lay it in the bottom of that, and it'll last me for a few hours. And I love it. It's really easy to do. Um, but I know that there's a lot of you who don't even have the ability to use a charcoal smoker. Maybe you're living in uh, an apartment complex, and maybe the only thing that you can use is a gas grill. Good news. You can get for your gas grill a uh, smoker tube. These things are called smoker tubes, and usually they take the pellets for smoker grills, um, but it's a tube that you can slide into your gas grill, fill it with uh, pellets, and light the end of it, and those pellets will slowly smoke through, which is great. So then you can fill your gas chamber with smoke. Pretty cool, right? Now, I wouldn't suggest using something like this if you're doing a brisket or if you're doing some like heavy-duty, very dense meat product, but if you're doing fucking chicken wings, not a bad deal, dude, right? So which one are you guys using? What do you got at home? Uh, like I said, do, do a search on Amazon. If you are a gas grill person, just look for a pellet smoker tube. They're not that expensive. I'm looking at one right now that's like 14 bucks. Uh, and it's a great way to start to infuse smoke into your meats. Uh, and you could still be uh, a weekend warrior on your gas grill. You know what I mean? Um, okay. So while we've been talking for an infinite amount of time, our wings have been sufficiently marinated. So you pull them out of the fridge. Um, and the next move is we're going to want to throw a dry rub on these guys. And you want to pick your dry rub the right way, right? You want something that has a bit of sweet, a bit of sugar on there, because sugar helps with what? Caramelization, right? It also helps counteract the savory. Now, I like my wings to have a lot of savory, so my rubs will generally have onion powder in it. My rubs will generally have garlic powder in it. 
they will have cayenne, they will have paprika, they will have, depending upon how spicy I want to get, maybe it's got some like dried habanero, which is really great. Uh, don't be an asshole and do like a ghost pepper because that's just fucking poison. You're spending so much time making the flavor, the subtle flavors of the wings. Why are you going to do something like ghost pepper on it? Like, what the fuck? Um, or let's see what else. Here's another trick. When you put all your ingredients together, you can make your own rub or you can buy a rub and I'll give you some suggestions. But if you're putting your stuff together um, and uh, the, your first thing that you're going to think about doing is adding the salt to the rub, what I do is this. I put a little bit of salt in the rub just in case I'm going to be lazy and just use the rub. But a majority of the salt I'll add later because you don't want to over salt your food, right? I don't want to do that. And so if you put your rub together, um, be smart about it. Think about what it is that you want from it. Now, ultimately, I want these wings to be savory and spicy on the surface because I'm going to hit them with sweet for sauce. So that gameplay works really well for these, okay? So you can put together your own rubs. Go online and do a search for a basic barbecue rub which usually has some form of brown sugar in it. And then you can fuck with that, right? It's nice to know the basis, which is like brown sugar, garlic, uh, cayenne, uh, that kind of stuff. I love oregano. I'm a big oregano nut, so I like to put oregano on my stuff. Um, but make your own rubs. And if you're too lazy, or if you don't have the money to go buy all the specific ingredients for those rubs, you can actually find some really great rub companies online, um, I'm a big fan now of Oakland Dust. Yes, they're a sponsor of the show. Yes, they sent me some stuff. And yes, I'm excited about it. Uh, check them out, Oakland Dust. I'll be sure to put their stuff in the description of the episode. Um, but uh, they sent me a pork rub, which I would use on the chicken wings. They sent me a steak rib rub. And they also sent me a chili lime rub. Hmm, that's interesting, but it's a different type of flavor. I'd probably work off the pork rub and then add some of my own ingredients to that, okay? So here's the trick. Here's the method that uh, my good friend David Cruda from the Barbecue Group told me when he came out here and had the wings recently that he kept screwing up. <laughs> the move is when you get your wings out of the bag, I usually like to lay down two trays. If you have cookie sheets, use cookie sheets. If you've got plates, use plates. I lay down a tray and then I triple up on paper towels. I take those wings out and then I dry them off. So I roll them over the paper towels. Now I know the common sense of you is like, well, dude, what about all the sauce? What about all the marinade? Why are you getting rid of the marinade? The marinade isn't the, I, I don't want the flavor of the marinade to be the main flavor of the wings, A. B, it's just there to add moisture to the inside of the wings and some flavor to the inside of the wings, right? And then C, if you put soggy wings onto a grill or a smoker, they're going to steam, right? And what do you want? When you have a wing, you want a crispy crunch when you bite into that wing, right? Dry them off. So you dry them off best you can. They end up still being a little tacky, which is great because then you take your rub and you put, you shake on a great dusting of rub over both sides of the wings. And when I say dusting, I like to see uh, every piece of skin covered with rub. I love a rubbed spice wing, right? And so depending upon how hot that is, uh, you know, play it by ear. And you, how do you know what it's going to taste like? Well, before you sprinkle it on a wing, wet your thumb and sprinkle it on your thumb and then suck your thumb like a baby. And you'll figure out how spicy the wing's going to be. You know what I'm saying? So dry the wings off, put your rub on those wings and get them ready. They're ready for the smoker. I usually have them sit out for a few just to bring them up to temp. Uh, you don't necessarily need to, uh, but it's nicer. You know, it's less time that they have to come up to temp on the smoker, whatever. Now it's time to prep your cooking surface, or you could have been doing this before, but you know, whatever you're drinking beers, you're taking your time. Okay. Now it takes about 45 minutes to smoke a wing. 
And if you're smoking a wing, you want to be at temperature wise between, dependent upon your setup, 250. I've even done it at 300, 250 to 300. Okay. So that's where you want to get your smoker temp at. That's where you want to get your gas grill temp at is around that range. Now, here's another tip for you. The thermostats that come on grills suck. They always have. And when you first get them, they may work really great, but like clockwork, after the first season, they're, sh they're shot to shit. And I've made the mistake before of trying to trust the temperature or the thermostat that comes on the actual grill or smoker itself, and I've fucked up meals. So what I like to do is have a bunch of different thermostats. I will usually have a wireless thermostat or a wired thermostat that I can feed into the grill. Maybe at some point when they sponsor the show, I can tell you the brands of them, but they're out there. You can also attach your phone to them. So if you're a lazy app person and you need your phone to tell you to do everything in your life, you can also have it tell you when your grill comes up to temperature, you know? Ah, excuse me. So <clears throat> what I do when I use my uh, drum smoker is I fill a basket. Have you guys seen these? It's the uh, charcoal starter baskets. It's this basically this little sheet metal circular container that you can fill charcoal into, light it from the bottom, either by using newspaper or little starters. The way it's constructed, it's very much like a jet turbine. Um, the heat amplifies and it thrusts itself up at all the charcoals. And so it ignites all those charcoals really quickly. It takes about five to 10 minutes max to light a, um, a basket of charcoals, right? Here's the benefit of it. No fucking lighter fluid, okay? Anybody that's grilling, if you guys still live in the 1980s and still feel like a big portion of barbecue for you is coating the charcoal in like jet fuel and lighting that on fire, and then you wonder why your food tastes, I don't know, like you found it on the floor at a gas station, it's because you're using lighter fluid. Uh, I'm not saying that cooking with any sort of carcinogens doesn't lead to cancer, but I'll tell you what leads to cancer quicker, cooking with lighter fluid. Don't fucking do it. If you're gonna cook with lighter fluid, don't even bother marinating the wings. Tell you what, why don't you just spill them all over the bathroom floor first and then throw them on the barbecue? Because you're cooking with lighter fluid. Why would you do it? I wouldn't do it. And it, um, it, does it sound like I'm shaming you if you do? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Very much so. There's no reason for it. Uh, so get yourself a chimney starter if you're using charcoal. If you're on a gas grill, work out your hands, you know, spend a little bit of time, maybe squeeze some oranges, squeeze some lemons, get a tennis ball, get those hands like really ready to just turn that dial on your gas grill, right? Because then you're prepped, ready to go. So light the charcoals, get them going. And here's the move that I do. What I'll do is I'll lay out my white. So they end up turning white when they're ready. Lay out all my white charcoals that are on fire in a half moon shape on the bottom of the smoker. Then I'll reach into the bag and grab a bunch of unlit charcoals and create a head on that snake and a tail on that snake. So slowly, those unlit charcoals are being lit by the ones in the center. See what I'm doing here? It extends the life of that batch of charcoals, right? So put those charcoals together throw everything on, throw the lid on that smoker and bring it up to temp. Now you can wait till it comes up to temp and then throw the wings on or why the fuck not throw the wings on while it's coming up to temp? I do that, right? They're either going to sit on the counter and wait or they're going to sit in the smoker. So I usually lay them on top um, and uh, you just throw them on there with the dry rub. That's it. Nothing else needs to happen with those wings. They get tossed on there. If you're using the gas grill, what I suggest you do is you light one side of the grill. So turn on the, uh, excuse me, as I'm burping with acid reflux today, turn on the left side um, grill and let that heat and then put the wings on the other side so that they're not over the direct heat. You don't want to be grilling the wings. You want to be basically baking the wings in a, in a uh, what do you call it, in a gas grill, 
Okay, so you put them off the heat, offset to the heat. Uh, and then what I would do is put the little smoke box over the heat. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you lay your wings in, bring it up to temp, 250, 300 max, okay? Uh, if you're using your drum smoker, play with those vents. What'll happen is, is it'll go up too hot. So you close those vents. Maybe you close two or three of those vents on the side. Temp comes down. You'll find it. Don't freak out. If you have your wings in there and you're suddenly running at 375 and you're like, oh, fuck, do I have to take the wings? No, you can leave them in there. Just bring the temperature down. Worst case scenario, take the lid off. You know what I mean? Um, there's also a heat tray that's in the center. And a lot of people don't know this. Uh, they think that you just fill that tray with water to steam things. No, actually, you can fill it with a small amount of water to lower the temperature of the smoker pretty cool, right? So you got your wings in there. You got the temp where it needs to be, right? And you're asking yourself, where's the fucking smoke, right? That's because you didn't put the smoke in, right? You didn't put the wood chunks in. Now I used to, I used to use wood chips, right? Because that's all I can get my hands on. And you could find wood chips, bags of wood chips in all sorts of weird places, especially on the East coast. Liquor stores sometimes have them. Uh, hardware stores have them. A Home Depot, of course, um, and then barbecue supply places. Um, you can get wood chips for all sorts of different types of wood, right? Uh, mesquite, um, applewood, cherrywood, uh, all sorts of different types, depending upon where you are. What I would do if you're using chips, I would always take a thing of tinfoil and make a little tray. I'd fashion a little tray with lips on it, so that way I can put my wood chips in that tray, right? And the move is you soak them because wood chips burn so quick. You soak those little guys, you stick them in that little tray and you put that on the hot coals and it'll slowly smoke. But because chips uh, burn off so fast, you're constantly feeding this fucking thing with wood chips. And then the other issue is it's hard to heat the chips up and not get that uh, acrid white smoke flavor. Now, what is Mike talking about? So, this is something that I have to give credit to Tom, Chef Tom over at All Things Barbecue. I learned this from him. I did not realize that if you put a cold piece of wood on a fire, as it starts to come up to temperature, as it starts to burn when it's cold, it lets out white smoke. You guys have seen this before. That white smoke has a very acrid acidic taste that comes from it. And you don't want that. That's why some smoked meats can taste very acidic and like, ugh, you know what I mean? It's that white smoke. The trick is if you're using lump coal, a lump wood or chunks of wood, uh, or even full, you know, cut up logs, split logs of wood, like when they do the smokers, what they do is they put the wood in with the coals, but not on the coals to heat up. So the wood comes up to temperature. And once it's at temp, it immediately ignites when you drop it on the coals. Does that make sense? So what I do underneath the smoker, let me make this simple for you. I have my lit coals uh, in a half moon shape around the back of the smoker. On the heads and tails, I have some unlit coals that will slowly burn off. And then in the front, when you open the little door, I put in one, two, three chunks of wood, just to heat up. And then once I have all my wings in there, once the temperature is where it needs to be, I will take one of those chunks of wood, throw it on the hot coals. It will in immediately smoke and ignite without white smoke, giving me clean smoke. That's when you hear that term, clean smoke for smoking. That's what they're talking about. Um, and then I'll replace that chunk with another one so that the system can continue. You know what I mean? That's what I would do. If you're using the pellet, the the box smoker thing for the um, the uh, gas grill, I don't know necessarily how the pellets work. You might still get some of that accurate when you first start it. So you might want to start that pellet smoker or that smoker tube, rather, before you put the meat on. You know what I mean? That might help with it. Um so yeah, you've got smoke, you've got heat, you've got wings, everything's in there, everything's ready to rock. You put the lid on, make sure 
that your thermostat is running the way it needs to run. And then you drink some beers, man. You have some beers, you hang out with your guests, right? You turn to them and they talk. And oftentimes I won't throw them on until the first round of guests get there. And what I like to do is put my guests to work. So I'll put two or three of them to work drying their wings and putting the rub on the wings. Then they feel included in the process. They actually really enjoy the process of it. Then the wings go on. And if you've got like a chip, if you've got dip, if you've got something that you can just snack on with your beers, perfect time to catch up, perfect time to talk about things. Maybe this is the moment that you're pitching your actor friend on a new idea. Maybe this is the moment where you're talking to someone that you've been having a fight with for so long and you're bringing them together with food. And maybe this is the time to talk about that, right? Maybe this is the time that you're bragging about the fact that uh, you just bought a 65-inch television set. You know, that's when you do it in this period of time. Now, you keep your eye on the wings. Now, you can let those fuckers sit there, right, until they're done. And you can test them by bringing them up to temp with a thermometer. I never do that. So um, if you want to check your temperature, go for it. You don't need to. You can tell by how the wings feel. If the wings feel firm when you touch them, they're cooked. If they feel mushy, they're not cooked, okay? It's that simple. You can always break a wing apart and take a look at it. The thing that's great about dark meat on chicken is that you can overcook it. It's greasy enough that there's plenty of leeway. It's not like cooking chicken breast, where if you go too far, then it fucking dries out quickly. There's leeway for you. So relax. That anxiety, you can let settle. I'm telling you right now, if you're doing a grill that's 250 to 300, if you're higher to the 300, those wings will be cooked in 40 minutes for sure. But here's the move, okay? So as you're doing these wings, you can either just leave them on there or what I like to do is I like to spritz them every once in a while with some sort of spray, some sort of juice or sauce, something that has sugar in it because that sugar also helps with the caramelization process, right? That also brings good color on the wings. So maybe I've spritzed wings with pineapple juice. I've spritzed wings with apple cider, apple cider vinegar. I've spritzed wings with uh, bourbon. Um, I've spritzed wings with chicken broth. Like whatever you want to add to that flavor, put it in a little spray bottle, Every once in a while, check on them. When they look like they're drying on the surface, pss, 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 hit them with the shit. And it just looks cool. People are getting excited. You're adding to the flavor, slowly adding to that flavor, the flavor sweater, right? Um, here's another thing to consider. When you're choosing your wood, each wood has its own flavor. Mesquite is a, is a wood that most people use, right? They use it for ribs. It's really good for ribs. They use it for wings. I like a gentler wood for wings. Uh, sometimes I'll use apple. Lately, I've been using cherry wood. Cherry wood has a great flavor, but also, believe it or not, helps color the wings. So the smoke carries a reddish color, which adds to that really sexy smoked wing look. Cherry wood's really great for it. Um, but there are all sorts of different types out there. I suggest... You buy yourself a bunch of different types of wood, um, and if you have time to fuck around, and if you're smoking wood, uh, smoking wood, you dumbass, if you're smoking wings, uh, if you're smoking uh, ribs, you can try different flavors. Super easy to do. Um, so anyway, cherry wood is what I used last time. Epic results, by the way. So you've been spritzing. Uh, you've been making sure to replace the wood so that the smoke stays consistent. You want about 40 minutes of consistent smoke coming out of this. You want that smoke to permeate the flesh. You want that smoke ring um, that uh, you find on the meat. The good news is with chicken wings, it isn't a lot of flesh to get through, so it's great. Also, to reference back to what I was saying for you vegetarians out there, if you want to try it with oyster mushrooms, it's the shit, right? So use whatever oil that you like, whether it's olive oil, if it's like um, a higher burn oil, maybe it's like, um, what do you call it, avocado oil or grapeseed oil, you uh, cover 
the leave the oyster mushroom whole, so as a whole bushel, uh, cover it with oil, and then hit it with the rub. So the rub gets in all the cracks and crevices and everything else, and toss it on there the same way that you would toss the wings on there. Now, the mushroom may be done quicker, FYI. That may only take like 30 minutes. Um, it may take a little bit longer, depending upon how big and thick the oyster mushroom are and the base of that oyster mushroom is. Okay, back to our wings, right? So we're back to the wings. Uh, you've hit that 40-minute mark. They're looking sweet, right? You look inside, um, and they're uh, dry. Uh, they've been dried out. You haven't spritzed them in a little while, but I don't mean like dry. That's the wrong word. They look crispier, but they... If you notice them, they the skin on them is still a bit rubbery, right? Well, that's because when you smoke chicken, the skin gets rubbery. That's what happens. And so you can properly cook uh, chicken on a grill uh, or on a smoker and then not get that crispness that you expect from wings. Now, if you were in a restaurant and you had a fry later and you had all that shit then you would take those wings, toss them in a basket, and throw them in a fryer later. Here's a hack that a lot of people don't realize. Because of the fat content that is in the chicken flesh, and in the skin, rather, um, if you take those chicken wings, those smoked wings, what I like to do is either take your gas grill and crank it as high as that motherfucker will go, or if you've got a Weber, like a second grill, like a charcoal grill, throw some hot coals and get that motherfucker up hot. Or if you want to be even cleverer and you only have the bullet smoker, what I do is I take off all the top portions of it, take a grate and stick it directly over the bottom coals. Maybe I toss in some new hot coals on there and get that really fucking hot, right? Then you quickly take the wings and you toss them on the hot flame and it's literally for about a minute aside. If you get that temperature up super high, it's a minute aside. You keep your eye on them because they'll burn quick. So you, you're, you're tossing them, you're turning them, you're flipping them. You're getting that right amount of crisp, and you can watch as that rubbery skin starts to heat up, starts to shrink, starts to crisp right up. It sounds delicious, right? It's a really fun thing to watch. It's what, another reason why I'm giving you this recipe this is a really fun recipe to teach yourself how to smoke, but also teach yourself how to manage heat, right? Because we've talked about that on prior episodes of the show with other cooks and chefs and barbecue pitmasters. The biggest problem that most people have when it comes to cooking is that they're afraid of fire and they're afraid of their heat. And so this is a great exercise to play with all those different things. And you don't have to put all the wings on the grill at first. Do one or two. See how long it takes. Maybe you burn a wing. That's one of the chef's wings. You eat the fucking thing. You know what I mean? Pretty cool, right? So what I do is I toss those wings on there real quick, get them crisp, run them all through it, take the cook wings, you either throw them on a cutting board, like a big old cool looking wooden cutting board, one of those things that you're super excited to have and you never fucking use, use it as a tray. You know what I mean? Toss them all on there. Um, and then here's the move. You've got smoke, you've got crispy skin, and on that crispy skin is all this delicious dry rub that's spicy and savory this is what puts you over the top this is what puts gino over the top this is why we're still together right gina yeah it's because you then take honey whatever kind of honey you want you can go super fucking fancy this could be from like uh hippie bees that dance and you know take yoga maybe it's their honey or maybe it's just that cheap ass shit that comes in the plastic bear that you buy at the grocery store. Whatever's fucking sweet. You can get infused honeys. You can get, why would you infuse it with more chili and spice? Because you already get the spice in the wings, but maybe it's lavender infused honeys, whatever you fucking want. Grab that honey and you drizzle it hard over all of those little crispy, spicy fucking chicken wings. I like to drizzle it all over them, right? Because then you get that mix. Then the move is you want to be a really cool, hip, you know, uh, Netflix chef. Cut yourself up some parsley. Get some fresh parsley. Roughly cut that shit up. I like to do it with scallions because that's also adding to the flavor. I will dice up a bunch of scallions. I will take them in my hands and throw them in the air 
over this cutting board and let them fall wherever the fuck they want, and they cover the chicken wings. And voila, there it is. Smoked, spicy, dry-rubbed, sweet chicken wings. These wings will get you laid. These wings will get you friends. These wings will make you into a rock star. I'm telling you right now, it's a gold recipe. It isn't all mine. It's a collection of different things that I learned from different people. I got the marinade from my uncle. I got the smoke time from all things barbecue. I got the wood techniques from all things barbecue. All these different places that you learn from and then just experience fucking with it. This is my recipe. You can do it all sorts of different ways. Maybe you don't want to go savory. Maybe you want to go more Asian style. Maybe you want to go Korean style. Uh, the smoking technique is still the same. You just change your dry rub. Uh, you can eat, throw sauce. I've even seen and done myself uh, buffalo smoked wings, which are really fucking great. Uh, you could do the same move, smoke those motherfuckers with just some salt and pepper, and then toss them in buffalo sauce in the back end. Whew. There's so many options that you can do with chicken wings, add a little smoke. So there you go. I went a little bit longer than I thought I would, but uh, there's your recipe episode. Enjoy it. And I present this challenge to you all. As we approach barbecue season, I want to see your fucking chicken wings, man. Uh, make them. Smoke them. Put them together. Send me your shit. Send me some pictures. Tell me what you figured out. Tell me I'm full of shit. Say, Mike, you know, you fucked this whole thing up and it fucked up all my wings. And then I'll probably get into a verbal argument with you over Instagram and tell you that you don't know how to listen correctly. But maybe that won't happen. This is a problem I have is that I like to imagine that I get into a fight and then I have the back and forth with the fight as if it's actually happening. And then afterwards I go, why did I do that? You guys are very competent. You could totally cook these wings the way I told you to do it. I think I'm turning into a psychopath. Okay. I've done too many podcasts today. <laughs> Enjoy my wings. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, if you like this, if you like the recipe thing, Tell me on uh, on Instagram, the same place you send me the picture of the wings or the same place you write to me and you go, what the fuck are you wasting our time with these recipe episodes for? What's wrong with you? Right? Send me messages, communicate, and uh, I'll either uh, listen to your shit or I'll ignore you. All right, that's it. Love you guys. I will see you next Tuesday with a real episode of In Love With The Process. Mm -hmm.